Hello, everyone. Welcome to the weekly job posting video thingamajiggy. So I'm going to share some jobs that have been shared with me. I tried to find some entry level jobs that didn't require 900 years of experience and 25 certs and 12 PhDs and in your firstborn or anything. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to some of the roles here in a second. There is an event. I'm just glancing at my notes here. It's, uh, it's by Tom Moore of a company called with you with me, which I guess is some company out of Canada, I believe. And on February 5th at 2.30 p.m., I don't know what time zone, I'm assuming either Eastern or Central time here in the U.S., but at 2.30 p.m. on February 5th, they're having some hiring event. And I think the roles are for Canada and Australia, but I'm not 100% certain. So in any event, check it out. I'll have the link in the YouTube channel description for this video. So you'll see the link there. You can just click on it and go find out more information on that. But that is an event that's gonna be coming up. There's also a lot of other events out there and uh, Renee Small and uh, Chris Fullen do their weekly podcasting as well about like jobs and, and hiring and best practices and that sort of stuff too. So be sure to, to follow them as well. So we'll start off with just kind of the more generalized roles that have been shared with me or the companies that have roles open. And then I actually did some searching based off geographic area to try to pull out some entry-level jobs for everybody. There's not a whole lot out there that are technically entry-level based off the job description, but I tried to pull what I could and also pull some mid to senior level roles as well. So not a whole lot, but just check out the companies I mentioned as well. And they, some of these companies have like 200 plus jobs open. So just go through and and yes, it's a lot of work, but go through and look at the jobs and see what matches your skill set. Uh, FireEye, right before I started filming, I had seen FireEye had a listing that they've got some remote pen tester roles. I know they also have usually have a lot more roles open because they've got the uh, the side of them, the Mandiant side, which is the uh, the consulting side. And so there's probably a ton of jobs open. They usually have a lot of jobs open. So go check them out. Most of those are probably going to require experience, but you might see if they have some entry level roles available uh, for you or, or not. A, a company called AG, AGO, I may, I may be butchering these some of these names, by the way, but AGO, AGIO.com has a junior pen tester role. I'd seen on LinkedIn, a lot of people had already applied to it. So no guarantees that it's still open, but it's a junior pen tester role. It's US only, by the way. And so check it out. Uh, check out that company, check out the website and see if they still got the job up. Check it on LinkedIn as well and apply for it. You never know what's going to happen. It's a junior role, so they're not expecting you to have 45 years of experience. Uh, Chris Warren with Robert Half Technology, he's a recruiter, but I had seen he did a post recently saying, hey, go ahead and get on our list for recruiters or whatever. So as the recruiters get jobs, they can let you know. So I'm not going to share his email on here, but Christopher Warren, uh, last name is W-A-R-R-E-N, Christopher as the name sounds with an H. And he's with Robert Half Technology. So if you put that stuff in LinkedIn, if you're any type of hacker or cybersecurity person, you should be able to find him with that information that I've shared with you. And so, like I said, he's he's having people sign up with his, his group or whatever. So that way the team of recruiters he works with can just find jobs and share jobs with people as they come through. Apparently a lot of people have been getting jobs that way. He, he was mentioning, so check it out. It might be something for you. Another company I have never heard of, but this one's apparently out of Canada called KPMG-Dash. 
I don't know, e-guide, E-G-Y-D-E, cybersecurity. Random name, I'm sure it means something important up there in Canada, but I'm in the U.S. and I have no clue what all that means. But they had a lot of jobs open on their uh, on their website as well as on LinkedIn, so check them out. Dragos, if you don't know Dragos, they do industrial control system security and consulting, and they've got a, gr- a really cool solution. Really, really great company, really great team over there. They've got a, a bunch of openings. They took another round of funding. I think it was last year. So they're still in that hiring phase. They had a bunch of uh, content marketing management. So if you want to kind of go in the marketing realm, I think they were more senior level positions though. If I recall correctly, they had security engineer, uh, detection engineer, threat hunter, et cetera. Usually they look for more experience. So for entry level folks, Dragos probably isn't the place for you because they're really normally looking for experience but you might look at some of the sales roles. Maybe you can get your foot in the door that way and then they'll train you on their solution. And then from there, you can prove your technical skills and maybe move into something else down the line. Don't quote me on that. You may not do any of that stuff, but it might be a way in to to do the sales route. Uh, Gong, which if you don't know what that is, uh, I know them because they they do like call recording and stuff. They help organizations. You can use them for sales calls and it'll record and all that stuff. I'm sure they do other stuff as well, but they have like over 200 plus jobs open right now, a ton of them. A couple of the ones that, uh, I forget who it was, excuse me. Uh, it was either, I think it was their COO or someone reached out to me on, on LinkedIn. So they had some, some solid openings. Uh, they've got a remote position security operations lead. So obviously that's not entry level. They've got a compliance lead that I believe is remote as well, or at least has a remote option. We got a ton of other jobs posted. And then in particular, there's an IT slash help desk engineer role that's more for the entry level folks. And that's based uh, out of the Atlanta area. So if you're in the Atlanta area, that's a good one for you. Or if you're willing to relocate, obviously don't move until you have a job, right? That doesn't make any sense. But if you're willing to relocate, uh, I have something in my eye. So excuse that. Uh, If you're willing to relocate, then that might be a job for you. Trent.com, which is... uh, transcription software that I used to use back back in the day. It's AI software. So you upload a video or or file or whatever, and then they transcribe it. And they had several roles open. So go check out their site as well. Trint.com, T-R-I-N-T.com. Microsoft, I mean, it's a big company, right? They got a ton of roles open. If you just use a search word, a keyword of cyber, you're going to see a bunch of roles open all over the world. So go ahead and just check that out. Uh, Stuart Mitchell of Scott and May is a company called Scott and May, uh, which I guess is a recruiting company or maybe a healthcare company. I'm not sure, but basically they had a ton of role. He had a ton of roles open that he's recruiting for. So Stuart Mitchell, uh, first name is spelled S-T-U-A-R-T Mitchell. And by the way, I think all these people I've mentioned are connections of mine. So you can just look at my contact list and, and find them on there as well. Uh, Cyber SN, which is a great organization, great company. They've got uh, a number of uh, job openings. However, these are for experienced people. But the thing I like about them is their job descriptions like tell you exactly like what it is. They're realistic. And the other thing I like is that they post the salaries usually for the role. So you know what you're applying for, right? So you don't have to do all this long hiring process to find out that the job's paying, you know, 10 bucks an hour. So, so that's what I like about them. Plus they've got some other things that they do, especially around improving diversity in the industry. So that's why I want to bring them up as well. Now let's focus on kind of geographic locations. I didn't pull anything in India. I'll I'll give you a full disclaimer there. The job market in India is tough. So I would look 
internationally if you can, if you're in India, or my suggestion in a previous video was do things like create a profile on Fiverr and start working with companies and hiring out your services to get your skill set up and get the experience as well for your resume. So someone asked me about the Houston area, which is actually where I'm located at. There's a lot of jobs. I mean, literally, if you go on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a probably the place I would go to look for jobs. I mean, you can go also to the company websites if you know what companies you're looking at. But I guess the only other job board I would use here in the US is indeed.com. All the other ones, Monster, Dice, all that, I find them all spammy and stuff like that. So I don't even waste time. So these are jobs that I went on uh, both LinkedIn and Indeed to grab for these areas. So just FYI on that. So Houston, there was a company called Cambridge International Systems Incorporated. I've never heard of them, so I don't know if they're actually based in Houston or not. They had a role called Cyber Defense Analyst. It said it wanted two to four years experience. However, I think there's probably some wiggle room there based off what I was reading in the job description. So they're, they really want you to have SEC plus if you got SEC plus grade, if you got GSEC, uh, which is the, the SANS entry level uh, cert, that's great as well. That those are either one of those is required for this role. Again, if you're studying for SEC plus and you're almost there or something, you're about you got the exam scheduled. I'm sure there's some wiggle room on that stuff. They prefer you to have uh, the incident handler cert, so G GCIH, ECIH, or even CEH, for example. And then uh, the skill, some of the key skills that we're looking for: experience with fireballs, vulnerability management, so running like vulnerability scans and understanding what's going on. Uh, scanning applications for those vulnerabilities, log management and analysis. Those are some of the key skills. So again, when they say the two to four years experience, I think you could probably get in there as entry level or someone with six months experience to a year experience. But again, you never know till you apply. So apply for the job and see what happens. Uh, next one up is Edward Jones, which if you don't know, that's an investment management company, et cetera. I don't use them, uh, but some people do. But anyways, they have a security analyst role that's uh, remote eligible. And this one, I think still for entry level, if you've really got some hands-on during like your college or your, or your self-study, et cetera, I think you could, you could possibly qualify for this one. They were looking for a variety of experience though. I mean, identity access management, Linux experience, they wanted you to be solids in that. They wanted some IT experience, preferred that you have a degree uh, one of the more important things I think, and if you don't have this, you can brush up before an interview, in my opinion, but just be able to kind of talk your way through it and show you have understanding, but the SOX controls, right? So specifically the custody, custody controls. So just being familiar with some of the security controls out there, specifically SOX, but also other controls as well. It'd be good to be familiar with CIS controls, right? So you understand how an organization can protect themselves. So again, I think it could be an entry level type of role, but you really need to have some skills, right? You can't just like fake it till you make it in, in this particular role. You, you really should have some practice under your belt. Uh, next one is Cambridge International Systems. Again, this was a cybersecurity incident response technician that they, they were asking for. Uh, US citizenship required. I'm assuming for all their jobs, it's probably required. So sorry for anyone outside the US or that doesn't have the citizenship. But again, you can go look at their website and check it out. This one in particular, one to three years experience in networking or sysadmin. So for me, I still think that you could probably get away with applying as entry level for this cybersecurity incident response technician role if you've got some solid hands-on skills and you understand what the heck is going on. 
uh, on a enterprise network and some of the things to look for. They were specifically looking for OS experience with Linux, Mac, Windows, et cetera. And that's kind of standard across the board. Some experience with firewall management configuration, IDS, log management and analysis. So you better know how to analyze a packet and be able to talk your way through that, at least at a fundamental level in the interview. And then they had a preference for some search like SEC plus, again, the incident handler search like GCIH, CEH or GSEC. Uh, next one is a non-entry level. This is gonna be a, a mid to advanced career to ex, ex, uh, advanced career level person. The reason I listed it is because it's a solid company because I know uh, Michael Farnham, he, he's over there. It's a really solid company called Set Solutions here in Houston. And so I, I, I say to put them kind of on your radar. So as you get experience and you're looking for a solid company to work for, they are one. So this is a network security engineer role. Again, it's an experienced person role, not an entry level. Uh, they're looking for 10 plus years of networking and, and security, a blended experience, five years at least of the architectural side of things and designing networks for organizations. There's a preference for having some experience with Palo Alto uh, devices. And then of course you need to have advanced security knowledge of configuration on a number of network devices, routers, switches, et cetera. So again, not an entry level type of role, but a company that you should put on your radar because they are a solid company to work for. By the way, they're not paying me for any endorsement or anything. Like I know, I know Michael and it's a really, really solid uh, team over there solid company and, and he's a really solid guy as well. Next one up for the Houston area is, is Comcast. This one is a sales role. This is enterprise account executive. They want you to have some networking knowledge. I mean, all these entry-level jobs always ask for five to 10 years experience. This one asks for five to seven years experience, blah, 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 blah. You don't need any of that for a sales role. In fact, if you don't know sales, grab a couple of books. And I've got some on my shelf here. So a few books I recommend, if you don't know anything about sales, is uh, number one, The Sandler Rules. So grab that off Amazon if you don't have it or grab the audio book. Uh, that'll teach you some fundamental print of principles of how to have a sales conversation and how you can control that conversation to ultimately both give value to the potential person or the prospect or whatever, and at the same time, making sure you control the conversation to lead to a sale if they are qualified. So if you're not familiar with sales at all, there's one book for you. Another one is around negotiation, but it's great for sales. Never Split the Difference by, as by Chris Voss, the former FBI agent. And then I also like this one here, Power Phone Scripts. This is good uh, by Mike Brooks. By the way, none of, none of these authors pay me for endorsements. I read a ton of books and I don't read Kindle. I, I hate Kindles. I hate uh, digital books. I love like paperback and hardcover, uh, but all those are great books to kind of give you some fundamental skills. And you just have to write out your own script of something, right? So let's pretend you're selling Comcast stuff, whatever you're selling, pretend that you're on the phone with a customer and record yourself talking to yourself. Nobody will, you know, I won't judge you for talking to yourself, but talk to yourself a little bit and practice that. A couple other books that are really good are, I'm not going to pull them down off my shelf, but, uh, couple of psychology books from uh, Robert Kildani, I guess is how I pronounce his name. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, Influence is, is one of the names and then Persuasion, Persuasion. Both are kind of psychology, human psychology books. Those will be benefit you not just in like a sales role. Those are gonna benefit you, especially if you're into like pen testing, social engineering 
you can really understand how people think and really manipulate that to your benefit. So uh, those are the books I would recommend. And I'll post those again in the description as well. So you don't have to furiously write down what I just said, but Comcast enterprise account executive, it's more of a sales role. You need some networking knowledge. Great for entry level. In my opinion, you just need to sell yourself on the interview, right? Don't be against sales. You can make a ton of money in sales. So get some sales experience at Comcast, all of a sudden you move into a more dedicated cyber role, right? But you need to get your first job first and stop being so picky in my opinion. Some people are so picky and they're still working at McDonald's. Look, just get the job, you know, get your work your way in at a company and, and, and get going from there. So that's the Houston area. Next up is the greater Toronto, Canada area somebody asked for. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't going to try to go look in Toronto for jobs, but somebody shared with me a good job board for Canada, apparently for tech jobs, especially cyber jobs. It's called, again, I may be butchering the name, tavel.com, uh, T-A-A-V-A-L-E.com. So go check it out. See if there's a job there for you. Next area was the New York area, a company called Vibrant Emotional Health. Apparently it was called something else. I, I don't know, but some, some, something. And now it's Vibrant Emotional Health. They were looking for a security administrator. So it's a healthcare company, obviously. So you would want to have some knowledge of HIPAA, high trust, and be understanding how that can be implemented from a security standpoint in the organization. If you don't know that, go brush yourself up on those and understand this stuff before the interview. They really were looking for someone that can do security audits internally and uh, someone that can write security policies and procedures. They wanted some server experience with Windows. So anything from 08 to 2016, they were happy with that. They listed the 08, 2012 and 2016. They want some basic networking skills, some basic or fundamental active directory skills. They prefer a bachelor's degree. And of course, like most of the jobs that are that I would consider entry level, they prefer three to four years experience. You don't need all that. So this might be a good one if you're in the New York area to apply for and see what happens, right? See how things go, et cetera. I mean, like HIPAA, it, I was a nurse. I had so much HIPAA training. And like you literally, in my opinion, you can learn HIPAA in a couple of hours. Same with high trust. You can learn the fundamentals of what you need to do to secure things better and what you need to make sure you're compliant with. You can learn that stuff in a matter of hours, at least in my opinion. That's what I was able to do back as a nurse. So I, I think it be picked, can be picked up pretty quickly. And that's why I put that one as an entry level on the list. Uh, next one up for that area is KPMG. They have a cybersecurity associated in cloud. Now, this same job is like posted in, in, I looked at like a dozen different markets just to see if this job was posted a lot of other places, which it was, because I kept seeing it in some of the ones I was searching for. So cybersecurity associate in cloud at KPMG, prefer, they're preferring one year experience, or actually they're saying this required, yeah, you know my opinion on that stuff. And uh, they're looking for someone that's got a little bit of experience with doing cloud security assessments, cloud compliance, or cloud architecture. So if you're maybe studying for a like solutions architect exam with AWS or something, you might be able to apply for this type of job, right? So you wanna have some familiarity with, with cloud environments. They prefer a bachelor's degree. They also prefer cloud certs or that you're starting for certs. And unfortunately there's no visa sponsorship. So if you're looking for a job because your visa is expiring or something because of school or whatever, this isn't gonna be a, a place for you, at least for this particular role. Uh, next up is Dallas-Fort Worth. That exact same job I just mentioned is, is posted there as well. There's also a cyber defense labs has a cyber SOC analyst. 
And I felt this one was kind of more of an entry level role as well. That's why I listed it. Uh, you need one of your experience or have a degree or that you're pursuing a degree or have like net plus, sec plus, you know, some of the fundamental certs. So again, in my opinion, entry level, CyberSoc analyst is a name. So they're looking for some fundamental log analysis skills, some basic knowledge of TCP, IP, and some other general network protocols. You really just need that can-do attitude, right? It seems like this place is going to take a chance on you. If you're in that area, I think it's a local job. So if you're in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I think this is one that you should definitely check out if you're entry level. And of course, communication skills. And all of these, you really need to have good communication skills so you can number one, nail the interview, and number two, actually function in the job with the different stakeholders. Uh, next up, we have, basically, I did the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Uh, the request for, was for a small town called Delton, Michigan, and I just went with Grand Rapids, just the, the bigger city close to that. By the way, I grew up in a small town, for those that don't know, and there's like no jobs in a small town. I, I, look, I, I'm with you. So you have to be realistic. You have to look at the bigger city that's near you where there's actually jobs or look at bigger companies that have remote jobs that you can work from your small town or you have to be open to relocation. So that's, those are your options. You're not gonna find a $10 million a year cyber job that's local in Delton, Michigan. I mean, if you find it, feel free to reach out and, and prove me wrong. I'll do a video saying I was wrong, but let's be realistic here. Like you're not gonna find that. So I went with Grand Rapids, which is a bigger city. There, there were jobs. Um, not a whole lot of entry level that I'd seen. And let me just say Grand Rapids has some healthcare presence, et cetera, but Michigan job market is pretty tough for cyber. So you probably honestly wanna look at bigger companies, maybe like Accenture or something and, or FireEye or whatever, and get on with one of those and just be remote. That might be your best bet. But anyway, in any event, there's, there's one job I found in Grand Rapids that seemed like it was entry, entry level, even though they wanted you guys will love this. So, all right. So the company's name is Avalon Document Services. The job is entry-level security analyst. Uh, one bonus point for them said they have random pizza parties, obviously probably not during COVID, but if you like pizza, that, that might be a place to, to go. But randoms kind of, you know, hey, is that once a year they do a pizza party or is it like randomly once a week, right? Because that might be a, a big determining factor for some people in the interview. So they wanted uh, incident response experience. They wanted experience with some uh, EDR tools. So for example, like Carbon Black, uh, CrowdStrikes, uh, Sentinel-1, et cetera, et cetera. They wanted you to have some third-party threat Intel tools experience. They wanted you to have Linux, Unix, Windows, Mac OS experience. They wanted you to experience script writing. And then these are the fun ones that, that I found from the job description. So they wanted you to have two years minimum pen testing experience for an entry level security analyst job that probably pays 10 bucks or 15 bucks an hour or something. Uh, knowing Grand Rapids job market, unless things have changed, probably like 12 to $15 an hour. I mean, come on, let's be realistic here. That's, that's dumb. But anyways, I wanted to list it for you guys and gals. It's there. I think they're requiring a bachelor's degree, if I recall, or there's a preference. They prefer you to have Splunk experience as well. And then of course, they prefer you to have OSCP. Uh, and GCIH and, and SEC plus, I mean, that's, that's given or GSEC and CISSP. Uh, so come on, like reading that job description was kind of painful, but that's what everyone's seen out there, right? For entry level. So that's why I did pull this one. I do think that if you're entry level, you could apply for this and, and have a shot at it without having two years pen testing and all that stuff. Cause that's in my opinion, extremely unrealistic for anyone for an entry level role like that. 
I would say that if you apply for this and it's offered to you, really try to negotiate that pizza angle and try to get some extra pizza on that. And uh, yeah, so the other, the other one was just at KPMG one again. The other thing I wanna mention is from my experience in healthcare, what I've noticed and what's pretty consistent in most uh, markets with larger hospital groups or whatever, is that there's usually EMR, EHR, EHR. And so if you don't know what that is, electronic medical records or electronic health records, depending on where you work at, they call it different things, right? So EHR, usually hear that terminology in the hospital setting. EMR, you usually hear like a doctor's office saying it's our EMR system. And, and a lot of times you hear them interchangeably used. In any event, it's just patient records, right? Let's just call it like it is. It's really just patient records aggregated so physicians can make decisions. So a lot of times there are analyst roles supporting those systems, right? For different departments or specialties like cardiology or orthopedics or whatever. And a lot of times those roles are open. And so you really just need some scripting knowledge, some programming knowledge and some fundamental security knowledge. And those are good roles for an entry level person to try to go get. A lot of people don't look for those, right? They want cybersecurity and job title, but those are some roles you can get. So I would encourage you if you're in an area, maybe not overseas, because I, I, like I said, I don't know the market overseas, but here in the US, if you're near a hospital, I would go look at their website and just look for, look at all their jobs. A lot of them are going to be nursing, but look at all their jobs and see if they have any analyst types of roles open that you can maybe get into from the entry level standpoint. The other thing that I see a lot or that I had seen a lot in healthcare was business analyst. A lot of places hire a business analyst. And I can tell you from uh, working with people that were in those roles, they do a lot of hands-on technical things in that role, right? So they're working with SQL. They're uh, working with developing development teams, a lot of times overseas. They're doing security things. So you're going to get a lot of technical hands-on experience in that type of role, but it's just not going to say cybersecurity in the job title. But that doesn't matter, right? If you're moving from like dental assistant to try to go into cyber, if you can get a job as a business analyst, get it. Because then when you go apply for jobs with cyber in the job title that you really, really want, you can show that you've worked in a technical capacity and not just as like a dental assistant. Nothing wrong with working as a dental assistant, but you have to sometimes, like I said before, be realistic on these things, right? When you're applying for jobs, be a little more realistic. And that that's only a message for the people out there that are still being unrealistic and thinking they're going to get $5 million a year entry level. And it's going to be this perfect job that everyone kisses their, kisses their butt. It's not going to happen. So I love to give the bad news. There's the bad news. So this was just kind of a summary. This is not all the jobs out there. I really encourage you to go on like LinkedIn and just search in your area for jobs. Again, going back to the fact that if you don't find a lot of jobs open in your area or you're applying for a lot of jobs, like I said uh, in a previous video, people have been applying for like six months, a year, sometimes two years for jobs. I think that's great, but what are you doing in the interim to pay your bills, right? So what are you doing in the interim to get experience? You just keep applying for the same jobs and stuff. That doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, right? And maybe it makes sense to you and that's fine if you want to do it that way. But I would say think outside the box, right? Create that profile on like Fiverr, Upwork or some other equivalent site. Reach out to small business owners in your local area. Say, hey, I'd like to do a security awareness training for your employees. I'm just, I'm going to charge you 50 bucks or whatever is a good rate in your area. 
I would say at first start out economical, right? Make it a lower cost, get some clients on, do the trainings, have some results, some good testimonials, then you can charge more money later on. But you really have to think outside the box, especially if it's been, in my opinion, more than a month since you've been applying for jobs to try to get a cyber role. You really need to think outside the box and get a little more aggressive in your job search. You have to you have to get more aggressive. You just really have to, and I understand it's difficult, right? You you have a, a lot of people have a family. You're working another job, like maybe I know I know one guy's working as a police officer. You you fiscally have to be responsible, so you can't take that in, internship, right? That those unpaid internships, which don't even get, don't even get me started on that. I think it's ridiculous that you don't pay somebody for an internship. They're they're giving you value in your company. But anyways, I digress. But some people can't afford. Not saying they don't have savings, but some people can't afford to leave a job and go work for free to try to get experience in cyber. So for those people, this message specifically is for you and anyone else maybe overseas that doesn't have a job market that's really conducive to them finding a job right away. Create profiles and start using the skills you've learned and selling your knowledge to others, right? Whether that's through trainings, you know, getting on a call with a business owner and their team and kind of hearing their situation and giving them recommendations. You don't have to be somebody with 50 years experience in the industry, right? You, you don't have to be that person. You just need to know more than the people you're helping and be able to know the best practices to help them, right? Because we all have a, a people that can only learn from us. And so I encourage you, if you're someone out there applying for a lot of jobs, you're not hearing back, you're not, or you're getting a lot of no's or whatever, Think outside the box, maybe create a profile five or something like that. Just say, hey, I do security awareness training. Reach out to your local city government. Say, hey, this is what I do. Can I do a free webinar for a small business owner that you work with, right? There's nothing wrong with doing a free webinar. That gets you something to put on your LinkedIn saying, hey, I did a free webinar for the, I don't know, the city of San Francisco. And I help small business owners. When I'm a hiring manager, and I'm searching for you on LinkedIn because you applied for a job. And I look and I see that you already trained people in your local city, like small business owners. And then I watch the webinar and say, oh, man, she's really good at teaching people. Man, I was going to, I was going to, she was, she applied for this job or he applied for this job. But why don't we, I got extra budget. Why don't we create this role where they're kind of the, the intermediary that, that trains the executive team on what we're doing? right? Or something, right? You get the idea, like jobs open up to you when you do things, when you take action, when you execute, not when you sit around with a bunch of ideas in your head. So you have to execute. And I think thinking outside the box is one way to do so. So if you're out there, you're applying for a lot of jobs, I really, really encourage you to think outside the box and put up some profiles on these different platforms to sell your knowledge, to sell your, your skill set to company, small businesses, right? It's, you're probably not going to have some Fortune 100 company reaching out to you, but you never know. But really, it's going to be smaller business owners seeking help from an expert, which in this case is going to be you, even though you're entry level, because you have skill set, right? You've been practicing something, you know something that they don't know. So hopefully this video was helpful to you. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. I'll continue to post out these weekly job ones. These are probably going to keep coming out on the weekends just so I have a little more bandwidth. I wanted to push them out. You'll also hear these the audio for these on the podcast as well. But be sure to subscribe here to the YouTube channel so that way you can get the latest updates and the latest videos that I publish as well as future sneak peek episodes of the Cyber Life TV show, which 
Hopefully in the next few weeks here, I will hear when it's officially going to launch. Like I said in a previous video, the first four episodes are solid. They're good to go. I've already approved them. And so it's just now a matter of figuring out when the launch date is, hearing that, and then uh, pushing it out, letting everybody know. So I'm excited about it. I know a lot of people in the industry are excited about it. A lot of people in the in, uh, the, the business community, especially here in Houston, are extremely excited about it as well. So uh, it's a great time. Loving the show. If By the way, if you want to be on the show, go to cyberlife.tv, cyberlife.tv, uh, C-Y-B-E-R-L-I-F-E dot TV. So not dot com, but dot TV. And if you scroll down the page a little bit, you'll see an option where you can uh, both apply to be a sponsor for this show. So if you want to sponsor an episode or something like that, or talk to me more about sponsorship opportunities, we can chat about that, fill out the form for that, and, and we'll reach out to you. And also, if you want to be on the show, there's a, a separate form that you fill out to apply to be on the show. It's not a sales pitch type of show. So if you're looking just to, to sell your thing or, or whatever, or say, give me a job, that's not the thing. But if you've got something valuable, you want to like teach or show your skills on something, we can definitely talk about doing that. So again, go to cyberlife.tv. There'll be a link in the description of the YouTube video and you can fill out those applications both for sponsorship if you want to sponsor and find out more information about that as well as if you want to be a guest on the show. We're always taking more guests. I mean, I'm planning to run this show forever uh, even after I'm gone, right? You run it for a million years. So we're always taking guests for uh, right now. I think we're filled up for season two, but season three, season four, which will all be coming out in 2021 and maybe early part of 2022 and then season five, six, all the way through infinity, right? So apply to be a guest on the show, apply for sponsorship, go to cyberlife.tv and I will see you in the next video.